Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to SaskAg Today with your host, Ryan Young. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to SaskAg Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan, wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. On today's show, the Sask Party MLA for Yorkton and the executive director of the Pulse Growers reacted to yesterday's pea production plant announcement from Louis Dreyfus Company. A guest speaker at a recent crop conference said Canada needs a long-term national transportation strategy, and the Prairie Land Youth Leadership Conference was in Saskatoon on the weekend. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. It'll kick off right after these messages. This is Sask Ag Today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director, Ryan Young. Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water. To fix your water problems, visit farmfreshwater.ca. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers are thrilled that pea protein production plant is being constructed in Yorkton. Louis Dreyfus Company made the announcement yesterday. Executive Director of the Pulse Growers, Carl Potts, says it's a big deal. You know, and yet another um, you know announcement and, and investment in a significant pea uh, processing plant in Saskatchewan is you know is positive news. We you know we've done a lot of work to try to diversify you know demand. We're very reliant on export markets for for pulses and uh, and building some more demand uh, here within Canada and within Saskatchewan is is positive news for Saskatchewan growers. Potts also says the investment from LDC comes at a time when there's been a lot of change in the pea market over the last five to ten years. Um, you know, many growers will know that uh, India used to be a very major market for us for uh, for peas, and and really we've been shut out of that market until just very recently. So you know, China has been a very important market over the last number of years. With uh, you know, in, in some cases, eighty percent of our exports going to to that one market. That's been very positive for Saskatchewan growers over that time period. But we know that that. Uh, results in a lot of uh, a lot of risk when you have all of your or most of your production going to just one market. So a lot of work uh, from our set of things to try to diversify that demand, you know, and and really build you know some more more demand for uh, protein ingredients and and other things there. So that's you know that that's the positive side of, of more domestic processing, is that we you know we help to diversify our markets, but then we also uh, help to take some of the you know the constraint off of our our uh, constrained West Coast uh, supply chain exports through Vancouver um, and other West Coast ports uh, are sometimes constrained. So th- that's beneficial as well. LDC says the plant will provide high-quality, nutritious ingredients well-suited for dairy alternatives, high-protein nutrition solutions, and other plant-based applications. 
Potts described what a typical pea processing plant does. And then many companies do this as they, uh, you know, they take whole peas and they fractionate them into their component parts. So typically pea protein, pea starch, and, and pea fiber. And then, uh, you know, then sell and market those ingredients to, you know, largely to food companies, but to the pet food companies and, you know, and for in industrial uses as well. So, um, you know, the, again, without no, knowing uh, details of, of their, uh, their specific plans, typically, um, you know, looking to add value to the, you know, to the peas by, by marketing their, uh, their component parts. Work on the facility is expected to be complete by 2025 and will employ about 60 people. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today is more reaction to Louis Dreyfus's pea production plant announcement that will come from Sask Party Yorkton MLA. Greg Ottenbright will hear what he has to say right after these messages. We're back with Sask Ag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Welcome back to the program. The government of Saskatchewan is welcoming Louis Dreyfus Company's announcement of a new pea protein isolate production plant at the site of its existing industrial complex in Yorkton. Yorkton MLA Greg Ottenbright says it's great for the entire province. Well, you know, it's great news, not only for Yorkton and area, but for the province. I mean, you know, it's a focus that we've had as a government for quite a while, reflected in our growth plan about, you know, not, in, not only increasing our crush capacity for canola and like, but also the pulses, uh, you know, pr- uh, processing 50% of the pulses produced in the province. So this announcement through LDM, uh, Louis Dreyfus Company, is going to get us very close to that 50% goal in our growth plan. Not only that, but like the investment in the province, uh, agribusiness, agri-food, value added is all very important parts of our economy you know many would argue it's our top or you know very close to the top too when you look at uh, resource development and and processing and and then you look at our ag sector uh, you know it's a huge part of our economy not only for the investment in business but also the employment opportunities and you know the longevity of uh, of our of our uh, strong economic position and and all the rest of it so it's it's a great announcement again for for our whole our whole province Ottenbright says the new jobs will bring more people to Yorkton. Yeah, I mean, that's with the 60 that expected to run the plant, but I mean, we'll be looking at hundreds uh, involved in the construction of the plant. And I think the number I, I've been told is a half a million dollar inv- or half a billion dollar investment in building the plant. Uh, you know, so that whole like Grain Millers Road corridor out to 16 Highway, like, I, we're bound to see even some more investments, you know, quite likely along that road. Uh, that's probably our next in- industrial complex. So, you know, it'll be uh, really encouraging and, enli- and, uh, and exciting to see what starts developing in that whole corridor, the spinoffs that will likely come from from these investments by these major companies, but also, again, some smaller companies and, and suppliers and, and different industries that are likely to develop along that corridor on the north side of town as well. He adds the new pea protein production plant will also be huge for farmers in the area. Yeah, exactly. And then when you look at even the shipping and things like that, I mean, you know, they can go maybe not directly from the field to the to the plant, but, uh, you know, that opportunity may, may be there as well. But, uh, you know, you're not shipping a lot of this, uh, like, like these pulses through peas or like the canola now, a lot of it goes directly from the from the from the farm 
essentially to the to the plant so you save a lot in that transportation as well and value added is something we've been focusing on and we're raw materials and having it processed somewhere else to have it processed not only in Saskatchewan but right here in our community of Yorkton is, is pretty exciting and uh, I mean we've heard the numbers before that whole grain millers intersection and that part of uh, our highway system is essentially carrying about 30 percent of the the uh products grown in the province right now uh, going through that going through that area so I mean with this announcement we're bound to see even more of that and it gives us more of a, a incentive or more of a, a reasoning to improve that whole northern corridor the grain millers road corridor the intersection on highway 9 north and all the rest of it so you know a lot of work we'll have to do as a province to uh, to accommodate that as well so that'll be our part of it but uh, you know this is exciting as well as you look at uh, really that LDC has had no application for any kind of funding from the provincial government. Just the, the environment that's been set is welcoming them. They see it uh, valuable or, and in their, in their interest as well as the industry's interest to invest in our area. And, uh, you know, I'll do what I can as, from my point, point as the MLA and, and uh, I know on, on the part of government to make sure we, uh, we address whatever concerns that they'll have when it comes to transportation and things that are going to be required for the added capacity going through that area. Greg Ottenbright is the Saskatchewan Party MLA for Yorkton. Coming up on the show will be Ag Review with Doug Falconer as he will guide us through the latest ag headlines. Saskag Today will return right after this. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers, and Migrain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop, head over to MigraineExchange.com and try their low-risk grain auctions. While Canada's canola exports fell back so far this marketing year compared to last year, those for wheat were up, according to the Canadian Grain Commission. Released yesterday, the monthly export report took Canada's exports for cereals, oil seeds, and pulses to the end of December. China remained Canada's top canola customer, taking in 271,300 metric tons in December, but that's down from the 383,600 tons they imported the previous December. Although Canada's total wheat exports were up from 2022-23, the country-by-country story was mixed according to CGC data. As with canola, China continued to be Canada's top wheat buyer, at 262,700 metric tons, but that's down from the year ago of 371,400. Canada's total amber durum exports were lower so far this year as well, at 1.24 million metric tons at the end of December, compared to 1.92 million a year ago. Customers such as the EU, Morocco, Tunisia, and the UAE sharply cut their acquisitions from Canada. The British Columbia government is hosting a series of workshops in more than 30 communities to help farmers around the province prepare for a potential drought this summer. Farmers will receive water management advice and information about available financial support. The BC government says the sessions will take place this month through to April for communities in the southern interior, Caribou, Kootenays, Okanagan, Lower Mainland, Peace Region, and Vancouver Island. The workshops are free, though registration is required. 
Prince Edward Island says it has a new funding program for farmers looking to adopt clean technologies and reduce greenhouse gases. The province says the PEI Agriculture Energy Systems pilot program will offer $1.4 million. It says the program will support farmers by offsetting costs associated with an increase in the use of technology that supports energy conservation. The program is a one-year pilot with the possibility of extension depending on application and internal evaluations. The AgroPure Dairy Cooperative has reduced its debt load to its target levels after hitting a peak during the pandemic. The Montreal area-based dairy processor is reporting debt amounting to 2.4 times its earnings before interest taxes, depreciation and amortization for the fiscal year ended October 28th. In 2019, AgroPure appointed CEO Emile Cordeau to the top job to lower the tides of red ink that resulted from a series of acquisitions in the 2010s. The debt ratio climbed to a high of 8.3 times in April of 2020 before falling to its current level, the first time in years the target ratio of between two and three times was achieved. AgroPure says net earnings rose 5%, to $133.9 million last year from $127.2 million in 2022, while revenue decreased 3% to $8.251 billion from $8.48 billion. A U.S. court has nullified the government's latest approvals of certain agricultural herbicides sold by Bayer, BASF, and Syngenta, fueling uncertainty among farmers who spray the products on soybeans and cotton genetically engineered to resist them. Environmental activists cheered the court for halting use of the dicamba-based herbicides, which are known to drift away and damage crops that cannot tolerate the chemical. Some farm groups and agribusinesses said the ruling, if enforced by the federal government, risks hurting farmers financially and reducing options for fighting weeds that are increasingly developing resistance to a limited number of herbicides. The company said they disagreed with the ruling and were waiting for direction from the Environmental Protection Agency. The EPA said it was reviewing the decision. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falcon. It's your Saskag Today weather on your voice of Saskatchewan. 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM Farm Precision Weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. I'm here with Phil Spivak from Precision Weather. And Phil, the other day we got some snow throughout the day, and it looks like that trend is going to continue this afternoon. Yeah, I'm looking around at the radar, though, and there's just not a lot right now. There's plenty off to the west, almost into uh, Alberta. There's plenty off to the east, almost into Manitoba. In between, we're in a window of really not much right now. And over the course of the day, uh, we may see a few of these snow showers pass by, even if not immediately overhead where, where you're sitting somebody else down the road may get one, uh, they'll be around and they may still produce a minor coating up to a centimeter. But again, I think most of that is going to occur off in those other areas that are getting that steadier snow right now. Where it's snowing steadily now, that's where the accumulation will be. Where it's not, 
it'll just be hit or miss. Temperature not moving a whole lot. We've been uh, near minus five. We'll nudge a degree or so to minus four and then hold there. The wind has been up and that means the wind chill has been down and that will continue through the afternoon as well. The wind will settle down tonight. Any flurries dry up tonight down to minus six. And for tomorrow, mostly cloudy sky, minus three. Watching into the evening tomorrow night uh, and then especially later night time for a couple of flurries to redevelop. Even some accumulating snow possible late Friday night through early on Saturday. Very minor uh, snowfall. Most of us not seeing much more than a centimeter. Could be two in the more persistent snow, but minus five is the high. Cold air trying to work in. It's just, it's getting blocked. It's not having a whole lot of luck building in. So we'll stay near that minus five mark on Sunday, partly sunny and partly sunny Monday near minus three. Thank you very much, Phil. The normal highs for this time of year, minus eight degrees. Normal low, minus 20. Sun rose in Regina at around 823, and the sun will set at around 604 later today. Taking a look around the province in Assiniboia, Estevan, Mooseman, Saskatoon, Yorkton, and Melville. All those communities are at minus 5, Swift Current minus 6, and Weyburn minus 3. Weyburn is also the warm spot in the province, and a tie actually with yellow grass at minus 3. Cold spot once again in Collins Bay at minus 13.3. In Regina, it's a cloudy sky. North wind at 23 to 35 kilometers an hour. Humidity at 89%. Temperature minus 4 or 25 Fahrenheit. The barometric pressure is at 100.8 and rising. Moose Jaw also cloudy, north wind at 19 to 27 kilometers an hour, the temperature at minus 5. Again in Regina, cloudy, north wind at 23 to 35, and the temperature minus 4 degrees. Back in a moment. Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. This portion of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers, where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com Canada needs a national long-term strategy for major transportation projects. As well, more trade efforts are needed in countries other than the United States. Those are the views of Carlo Dade from the Canada West Foundation. Dade was one of the speakers at the Crossroads Crop Conference in Calgary, and Kevin Hirsch with SaskAgToday.com interviewed him after his presentation. You stated, Carlo, that Canada is the only country where major transportation projects are not planned as part of a national long-term strategy. Do you think that's something that we can feasibly address in this country? I think it is. And again, that's the European auditor study. So it's an objective third-party analysis. They weren't looking to figure out what Canada did or didn't do well. They were benchmarking the European Union. And serendipitously, they had this finding. I think we can fix the issue in Canada. You're starting to see this on the prairies. The memorandum of understanding between Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta in terms of cooperating on data collection, information, planning. How do we improve the fluidity and movement of goods through the prairies? Um, And the outreach to BC and, and others as part of that is an indication that not only can this be done, it is being done. The issue, though, is national. This can be done without the federal government, but it would work better if the federal government were there. So we can have national planning. Um, We do need the feds. It would help immensely if the feds would step up. And again, I'm not just criticizing 
the government, the opposition. We need the opposition to take this as an issue. We've talked with the opposition. We've talked with the federal government. Neither side has really seized upon this. So it would be good that the opposition would also step up and do more. I think they understand the issue. They've been open to hearing about it. But we need the government and we need the opposition to step up if we're going to have movement at the federal level. If not, the premiers, all 13, have issued a statement in support of national planning. Um, they're calling on the federal government to join them, not to lead them, but to join them uh, in, in this effort. It can be done. If Australia can do it, we can do it. If Malaysia can do it, we can do it. If the Brits can do it, we can do it. We hear just always a lot in the news about trade agreements, but really the agreements aren't the issue so much you figure as the non-tariff barriers are what we really need to continue to work on. Correct. You know, a trade agreement is an invitation to begin to do the hard work of, of selling. Uh, yet I think in popular understanding or conception, we think of the agreement as the end. We've got the agreement, okay, we just go and sell. But if you apply that to the U.S., we have had an agreement with the U.S. for decades, yet if that's the case, how can we spend so much time in the U.S. talking about trade? How come every ML, every minister and a good chunk of MLAs are in the states or hosting U.S. state reps in Canada? How come we're members of the state reach, uh, rural agricultural leaders? Uh, it's because that's the work of guaranteeing market access. So. We do that in the U.S. without realizing it. We spend an inordinate amount of time protecting market access in the U.S. and fighting with the Americans. But we've just gotten so used to it that we don't realize we're doing it or that there's a cost. Yet we go to Asia and we're suddenly wondering why the trade agreement didn't solve all our issues when we haven't done the other work. So yes, the federal government's there on the ground. Yes, the provincial government's on the ground. I give them credit and my hat's off to them for the hard work that they do. The point is we need more than them. They can't be there outmanned and outgunned. That's not the case in the U.S. They've got lots of support. The federal and provincial officials have lots of support in the U.S. fighting for market access, fighting to protect Canadian trade interests. We have to start thinking about matching that in Asia. That was Carlo Dade of the Canada West Foundation. Coming up next on Sask Ag Today, we've got a little feature on a Prairieland Youth Leadership Conference that was in Saskatoon over the weekend. We'll hear that right after these messages. You're tuned in to Saskag Today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This segment of Sask Ag Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumber yard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. 34 of the brightest 4-H members in, the Sask in Saskatchewan participated in the Prairieland Youth Leadership Conference in Saskatoon on the weekend. The conference, which is now being referred to as ULEAD, is filled with many activities to cultivate important leadership skills. Jolene Watson of Clarity Coach and Development was the facilitator for the weekend. 
We dove into emotional intelligence. Body language was a huge piece of that. And then stress management, which I think is really important, and professional speaking skills. Watson says it is important to learn these skills during the teenage years. This is the perfect time to start asking for what you want, to having the confidence to stand up, to get behind a microphone at this age will set them up for success for the rest of their lives. In addition to honing their leadership skills, the 4-H'ers were vying for five scholarships with a total value of $12,000. First place in a $4,500 scholarship were awarded to Caitlin Tate from St. Louis. Caitlin is a member of the West PA 4-H Beef Club. I'm planning on eventually going into med school, so this scholarship is very needed. I'm planning on going into... Uh, University of Calgary Bachelor's of Health Science majoring in biotechnology. I think it'll be a really cool undergrad. Maybe I'll work for a few years before I go back and get my GP. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what the future holds and see how many opportunities that the scholarship opens up towards me. Second place in a $3,000 scholarship was presented to Shelby Peacock from Asquith. Shelby is with the Saskatoon 4-H Beef Club. Third place in a $2,500 scholarship went to Mara Vogel from Theodore, a member of the Springside 4-H Beef Club. Fourth and fifth places were each presented with a $1,000 scholarship. Nicole Wall from Delisle is with the Old Bone Trail Multiple 4-H Club. And Ava Bieber from Wolseley is with the Candiac 4-H Beef Club. Up next on Sask Ag today is the market update. We'll see how the grain prices at Viterra are doing in early trading today, right after this. Here's the market update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM. Grain prices at Viterra were mostly up in early trading today. Canola is up $7.70 at $561.72. Oats is up $5 at $295.32, and number one red spring wheat is down $2.99 at $313.48. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $415.64, feed barley, $227.58, chickpeas, $1168.44, flax, $606.04, lentils, $756.50, yellow peas, $419.61, and feed wheat, $238.46. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March is down nine cents at six dollars ninety-seven and a quarter cents a bushel. Coming up is the livestock report. The Saskag Today Livestock Reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, six twenty CKRM. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at eight four two forty five seventy four. Now here are the latest livestock quotes. Producers, Junior for Heartland Livestock, York, with your market report for the week of February 7th. Real nice run on offer of 2,065 in the sort, 595 cows and bulls for a total of 2,660. While on the feeder market, we saw a climbing trend on all classes, some being up 18 to 20 cents per hundred. Long story short, it was hot and the buyers are on fire. A few highlights, 575 weight buckskin steers, 430, 650 weights at 392, and 865 weight buckskin steers at three and a quarter. On your block steers, 565 at 435, 640s at 391, and 850 weights at 320. 
on the red X deer is 575 at 431, 650s at 386, and your 857 weights at 320. On the heifer trade, 500 pound buckskin heifers, 396, 640 weights at 340, and your 7 weights at 315. On the block heifers, 500 at 394, 570 at 371, and your 720 weights at 299.75. On the red X heifers, 500 at 395, 636 at 326, 715 weights at 307. On the cow and bull trade, we saw 400 cows average $1.31.50. D1s, 133 to 144. Your D2s, 121 to 132. And your D3s, $1.08 to $1.19. On the light shelly cows, 40 to 93. On the half rats, we had 120 of them sell from 140 to 236 to average $1.90. On the big bulls, 130 to 158 average 150 Last week's bred cow sales saw 200 cows, ranged from 1950 to 3,300 to average 2,700. Strong demand for them top-end cows. Also, pre-sorts every week, sorting on Monday and Tuesday, receiving until 4 p.m. for feeder cattle. Also, the February 21st pre-sort sale will be a one-day sort due to the holiday Monday. We will only receive on Tuesday, February 20th. For bookings and more information, give us a call at 783-9437. Once again, Junior for HLS Yorkton, thank you and have a great day. The latest pork prices are at $182.65 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. It's the Saskag Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young. The final Crown Petroleum and natural gas offering for this fiscal year generated just over $10 million in revenue for Saskatchewan. The Estevan area generated the most interest, raising $7.2 million for 23 leases and one exploration license. The Lloydminster area, Lloydminster area brought in $1.9 million and the Kindersley area $902,000. The province made $75.5 million in revenue for the 2023-24 fiscal year, with the first offering of the new fiscal year scheduled for April 2nd. On the markets, the TSX is down 78 points at 20,890. The Dow is also down 78 points to 38,599. Oil is up $2 at $75.86 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 74.20 cents U.S. And that's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the on-demand Sask Ag Today podcast, brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's SaskAg Today. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.